Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we've got another gun gripe episode for you. And this sort of goes down the rabbit hole of many things that we've discussed already. But it just kind of comes to light in a few different places. And when these Democrats start opening their mouths, all kind of crazy stuff starts pouring out. So let's talk a little bit about buybacks. And specifically, when we're discussing buybacks, Let's discuss the recent uh, statements from Beto O'Rourke. And <laughs> this guy, basically, he, he's a textbook example of how far down the rabbit hole the left really wants to go when it comes to firearms ownership in this country. Uh, we'll get kind of cracking on that subject here in just a moment. I definitely want to take a, a moment to thank the kind folks at SDI for supporting gun gripes and allowing these videos to come out raw, unfiltered, in your face, straight from the heart, and uh, they've got great gunsmithing programs. If you guys want to check them out, they're a great group of people. I know some of you guys have got GI Bill. Uh, they're a great group to look into for firearms technology and to further yourselves and your uh, gun career, so to speak, in terms of higher education. So let's break this down a little bit, Chad. Um, <laughs> you know, he's made some pretty extreme statements. Now, one of them was, oh, well, we should have mandatory buybacks. Then it went from, okay, buybacks, and of course he supports red flag laws and red flag uh, confiscations, all the way to, all right, we need a national registry to full-on confiscation. I mean, oh, wait, this wait. guy literally wants full-on confiscation. <laughs> well, the th funny thing is, I had to go back and check this last statement that he made about the, the confiscation end of things. It's like, oh, we're not going to send the police door to door. People will just turn their guns in. Sure thing, Beto. Beto, Beto. So, so, all right. So let's um, let, let's talk primarily Man. in this video about buybacks, okay? Yeah. And, and why buybacks are a kind of a strange and convoluted idea. I mean, it, it's a bad idea, but it's also a terrible idea in terms of what it accomplishes, right? Well, number one, it's not logical because they can't buy back something that they did not sell you, or they didn't own, or they didn't own. So it's not really a buyback. You're just selling your property to the government in the veil of under the veil of public safety for pennies on the dollar. You know, there's people that have taken pipes with triggers on them, and they're like, you know, with, with a breech with a nail on it for a, a just a little short barrel shotgun or something like that. They've taken that kind of crap to buybacks before and gotten money for it. Right. You know. So. Basically, <clears throat> buyback, and, and in case you guys don't know, when, when you're talking buybacks, basically the the police set up this kind of checkpoint type thing. They, they get a little area set up. Folks wait in line, and you can sell your guns back to them, and it doesn't matter what the gun is. Generally, the way a buyback, buy sorry, it's a tongue twister, will work is that you can turn in any gun you want with complete impunity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's an illegal configuration, doesn't matter if it's an illegal machine gun, doesn't matter what the gun is, they want the gun back and they'll give you usually like a $200 gift card to like Walmart or, mm -hmm. or Amazon or whatever. They don't give you cash, they give you gift cards, mm -hmm. okay? But they give you a set amount. So of course, all the guns that get turned in in a buyback are all turd guns that aren't worth more than $200. Mm. And there's actually a lot of people that will make, you know, zip guns, which zip guns, actually, that's for. actually is not illegal to no. make your own zip gun. It just needs to look like a gun. The only time a zip gun is illegal is if it's 
purposely doesn't look like a gun. Mm. It needs to look like a firearm. It needs to have a stock, a trigger, a, you know, it needs to have a firearm-like appearance. And you're totally fine to do that. You can make your own zip gun, but these guys will make these really crude zip guns that just have a minor resemblance to a gun, and they'll take these things back to these buybacks and get 200 bucks for them. They went down to the hardware store and spent $30 on pipe. Oh, not even that. And not even that, and a little bit of time, and they can sit there and, and turn in a whole pile of those things. So mm -hmm. most of the guns that get turned in in a buyback situation are usually mm -hmm. non-functional, not the kind of gun they want anyway, mm -hmm. right? They're, you're very rarely in a buyback situation going to find, you know, a really valuable Colt or, a, you know what I mean, an AR or an AK. Uh, you're not going to find guns like that in a buyback. It's always grandpa's hunting rifle that the grandson stole and took the buyback. Mm -hmm. You know, people that don't appreciate their family's guns. There's all kind of stuff like that. Um, disgruntled relatives, disgruntled ex-wives, you know. Yep. People bring turd guns to buybacks. I've read. So of, we know that for for. I, I've read of a few instances or instances where, um, I want to say the the most recent one I read about was maybe in Arizona or New Mexico at, at a buyback, but there was an STG forty four that was bought back. You know, and it was a, a bring back from from World War Two. Okay. And this lady had it. It's like, I don't know what to do with it. I just don't want it anymore because of all the craziness going on. And the thing is, those guns just get destroyed, mostly. They used to, if, if police had guns that they confiscated from, say, like criminals, okay? So you, know, you have uh, an evidence locker full of guns, all right? They used to auction those off. But even here in Atlanta, um, recently, police chief up there said they weren't going to be auctioning guns off that were used in crime once. They were going to be destroying them. Yeah, they don't yeah, want the so guns back, back on the back street. Back on the streets is what so, they say. But yeah, they mostly they just get destroyed. So that's a piece of history that's just going to get destroyed because of ignorance. They want you to be history. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so getting back to buybacks, th there's a few things about buybacks <clears throat> that are, are... So one, we've already discussed that buybacks usually don't attract exactly the, the best of guns that they're wanting mm -hmm. to get anyway. Two... You don't really get the value even close to what the gun is worth anyway. Okay, so let's say, for instance, and, and I'm just being hypothetical here. You know, I'm not suggesting I'm okay with buybacks. I'm not, all right? I think buybacks are a terrible idea. But let's say the government were to say, all right, look, you want to get rid of your gun. We're not saying you have to get rid of it. But if you do want to get rid of it, bring your receipt where you bought it, and we'll, we will match whatever the amount you paid for your gun is. We will refund that money, give you your money back. But... Just know that we're going to do whatever we want with this gun. And if it means throw it through a wood chipper, then that's on your conscience. But imagine if the government said, hey, whatever's on that receipt, we'll pay you the fair market value of what your gun's worth. And there would be people that would be like, you know what, I don't want to bother trying to sell this thing through whatever channel or to go through a dealer or to go through gun broker or whatever we want to do. There'd be a certain amount of people that go, you know what, I just want my money back. <clears throat> Here, here's my receipt. Yeah. Bye. The biggest thing with that is... But they're not going to give you the value. They're not going to give you what it's worth. I think the, the biggest point of a gun, buy, gun buyback... It is a tongue twister. I know. Gun <laughs> buyback is that these people really believe that this is a way to reduce crime. I mean, right. it's, it's a fallacy. Yeah. It, it looks good in the public eye to people that are ignorant to the fact that a gun buyback is not a place where Joe Blow Criminal is going to go, oh, you know, I think I'm going to be on the straight and narrow now. I'm just going to turn my gun in here and oh, yeah, I'll get my gift card to Walmart. Yep. Yeah. 
I'll be good. I'm going to be doubt, good now. I seriously doubt that somebody is going to take a $3,000 AR <clears throat> and trade it for a $200 gift card. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And that and here's the thing. So people like Beto that we're talking about in this video, so so getting on to, on to the uh. buybacks here. The other thing about it is he's like, oh, well, we should make it a mandatory buyback. Here, here's the whole the illogical fallacy that we're dealing with here. Beto wants to make it a mandatory buyback that you don't have a choice. And that, oh, well, we'll buy them back, and whoever doesn't turn them in and sell them back, they're committing a crime, and now they have an illegal gun. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not a buyback. That's confiscation. You can't say, oh, well, sell your property back to us or else. Well, wait a minute. It was never your property to begin with. And that's this, this fallacy that we deal with with these people. They literally think they own you, including the things you own. So it's like they can't even look past the, the point of, you know, oh, never mind illegal search and seizure. No, never mind, you know, cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, never mind, you know, punishment has to fit the crime. Never mind due process. All it is to them is the end result of we want this, we don't care, you're a criminal unless you do this, and if you mm -hmm. don't do it, guess what? You're breaking the law. Well, wait a minute. You can't just do that. I didn't do anything They wrong. feel like they have a right to your property. Yep. If they want it, they feel like they, they <clears throat> can take it. All in the veil the of veil. public safety. Yeah. That's the whole idea. It all comes back to public safety. It's like, oh, well, this terrible thing happened, so we're going to have to take everybody's things away because public safety. So this is what Beto said. Yeah. Um, a reporter asked him uh, how he would address people's fears that we will take away their assault rifles. Uh, and he said, I want to be clear. That's exactly what we're going to do. Americans who own AR-15s and AK-47s will have to sell their assault weapons. All of them. That is his gun buyback and registration scheme. Right. So... Come on, man. So Canada had a Come long on. gun registry for a while. Oh, and, go on. And, and so look, there, there are fiscal things that you have to consider when it comes to a registry. Okay, registries are expensive. They take people and resources and time and money to manage. It's not just a simple thing. Registries cost a lot of money. And Canada got rid of the long gun registry because they realized this is just not working out. It's a terrible idea. It's costing us so much money. And the amount of perceived crime that this is, you know, getting rid of or, or correcting in their mind, they thought it was going to reduce crime. It wasn't reducing crime. And it was actually costing them so much money that they realized it was just fiscally really irresponsible to have a, a registry. This guy's talking about wanting to do a registry across the United States. All right. Not, we're talking the United States, man. We have more guns per capita than any other place in the entire world, and you want to use even more government resources that we don't have and that we can't spare, you want to spend more money we don't have to do something that is not... All it is is to put the thumb down on the citizens. You're, you're not... It's not even a... It's to make you feel safe, not to make the citizens safe. Yep. And, and my <clears throat> argument all along has always been that someone within the government that wants to take your gun rights away... Chances are they're about to do something to you that's going to make you want to do something to them. And they don't want you to have the ability to protect yourself. Well, that's... Uh, they don't want you to be able to resist their tyranny. Oh, yeah. That's what... You know, there's, there's been a meme... Well, not really a meme, but a little video floating around of an Austrian um, survivor of World War II, okay? And, you know, survivor of Hitler's actions back in, back in the day. 
and you know they had to register their guns and everything and basically the politician you know he or hitler was a politician he was very silver-toned you know everything was going to be grand but you know in in the veil of public safety we need everybody to turn their guns in register them okay and all this kind of stuff and then you know there you go what happened after that so that's the first step of tyranny is to disarm the citizenry and no i've you know all right so this this really just chaps me so bad when I hear the, the, the term subject, okay? I hear it used in law enforcement all the time. I hear it used in politics all the time. They talk about we the people as subjects. We don't have a king or some monarchy ruling us. We are not subjects. We are armed citizens. There is a huge difference. Right. The politicians like Beto O'Rourke, these tyrants, they want to make you subjects to where no matter what happens you have no way of defending yourself or fighting back against that kind of tyranny that's the ultimate system that they want and it's ridiculous i was trying to find the cost of the canadian uh, long gun registry but it was estimated to be two million dollars <laughs> it was a lot more than astronomical that. astronomical amount of money that they had no business spending no and here's the thing about and politicians <laughs> as well is you know just because a politician's an elected member of our government right like you know <clears throat> A person get is an elected representative, okay? They're still a civilian, yep. guys. It's still a civilian. So, wait a minute. This civilian can have armed guards with MP5s and P90s and live in a gated community and be able to dictate what you should or shouldn't do or should or shouldn't protect yourself mm -hmm. with. But yet, me as a civilian, just because I'm not in government, I'm somehow not as worthy of being able to protect myself like they are? They're still, they're still civilian, guys. So wait a minute. So civilians use the police and the military to oppress their fellow civilians. Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense at all. It boggles the mind. You know what I mean? Like, So what gives them the right to say, oh, I'm an elected blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm more important than you. And then, oh, well, by the way, I'm going to come up with all these bullcrap rules and laws you have to follow. And then if you don't do it, I'm going to send the police to come kill you or do whatever. What does that sound like? Redcoats. I mean, come on. It, it, these people are so far down the rabbit hole of, you know, they feel like they're superior. They, they have a superiority complex to other people. You know, the government, as it's set up, our system of government is when you're an elected official, you work for the people right? You are a servant of the people. You work for us. You work for the people. But we have somehow gotten away from our roots as a country in terms of how we are, you know, made to run as a country. And we've gotten along to the, the point of where these people feel like, oh, well, I'm put in place to rule. I'm a ruler. I'm a, I'm a dictator. I'm a, I'm a professional politician. A poli being a politician is not a job. It's, it's a not, service. It's, it's a service. It's not something you should do like, oh, I'm getting another notch in my belt. I'm going to, oh, this is my career, career politician. What is that supposed to mean, career politician? I mean, I get it. You know, these people get into these positions like Beto where they, they get this power hungriness to them. And those are very disruptive and dangerous people to have in government. You know, the government should be comprised of people who want to serve and who want to do the right thing for their country. It shouldn't be about who can amass the most political power, the most, um, you know, influence, uh, the most money. It, it's not about that, but it's become about that. Our government is, is being ran like a business 
by greedy businessmen and it and and people who only want to just climb the ladder of society and be more and more important in society and they want to be in the club mm-hmm. they don't want to be with the with the peons and the nobodies they want to climb the ladder to be in the club of important people and leave all of you behind mm-hmm. Whereby that's not what being a politician's about. Being involved in our government is about serving society. <clears throat> and the benefits that you bring to society will equal the benefit that you get in return as a result. You know, yeah, when you when you leave politics, sure, you're gonna have business contacts, you're gonna have plenty of people that you've done things with within government, you know, I'm sure you've helped certain people, you've you've helped your fellow citizens, you've helped your country, and yes. That has a certain thing that comes along with it in terms of, yeah, of course you're going to get contracts if you own a business. You're going to get job opportunities. But this whole political machine that's been created by these people is just to self-serve and not to serve the people. And Mm -hmm. that's what creates people like Beto O'Rourke and makes those kind of statements. Anybody who wants to take your firearms away is not your friend, mm-hmm. period. And especially if they're in a position of power within the government and they want to take your guns, that's even more of a flag. Uh, let's not get on the whole like Bernie Sanders train either because basically Bernie holds a sign up in front of him and is like, hey, whatever it'll take for you to vote for me equals free. Hey, I'm a socialist. Yeah, okay. All right, just, just a quick little tidbit of information for you. I found the numbers on the Canadian gun registry. Let's so, have that. All right, so... Initially, the program was not estimated to cost over $2 million. All right, so <laughs> uh, costs were expected to exceed $1 billion by 2005 after they implemented it. By 2012, it had ballooned to $2.7 billion. And it says the Auditor General uh, uncovered irregularities including mismanagement and corruption. Her findings stimulated parliamentary revolt in 2003. The parliament imposed an annual spending cap, and then you know it just fell out from there. But... It's fiscally irresponsible. So they estimated only between like two and sixteen percent of all the guns that were supposed to be registered were actually registered. Okay, and then they found that you know the rifles that they were the long gun registry. Okay, the rifles that were being registered, there was like n- no effect on crime because even before the registry, only four percent of crime was committed with a rifle. Yeah. Just like here in the states. So if you want to see what a registration scheme would look like. In the United States, there you go. I it's bet two percent of the crime here is, is oh probably oh it's less guns. than that. It's yeah. it's just crazy. But that that's the kind of fiscally responsibility these people are are wanting to impose on you. And you know and you know what breeds that. And we're going to close today's yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. With, we're going to close today's video with this statement. You know what breeds that type of thinking is people who aren't held accountable. Mm-hmm. When someone isn't held accountable on their job, they come up with these cockamamie ideas. Because they think, oh, well, it's just tax money, right? Well, we're, we're just taxing the crap out of people. We're getting free money, right? So we basically just take your free money, turn around and use it for things that we feel are going to benefit us and make us more powerful. So when ideas like that take root, you have, of course, it's easy to come up with a fiscally irresponsible idea when it's not your money. Oh, and, and that, if we don't and use the, all the, the Democrats money. are guilty as heck of doing that. Oh yeah. Well, if we don't we use all this money this year, we won't get the same amount next year. Oh no. But buybacks, in, in a nutshell, are a terrible idea, <sighs> and they've never been effective. And any politician who tries to spout 
that all, all that bull crap about you know buybacks. They don't know what they're talking about. They definitely have never had to pay for anything like that. They definitely don't understand economics or anything even remotely close to fiscal responsibility related to running a government, well, for one. And even if they do understand the fiscal accountability, they don't care about said fiscal responsibility because anybody who wants a registry doesn't care about spending the government's money. They're, they only care about the end result. You clearly don't care about money if you only care about the end result. So they're not looking at it from a way to how to serve you. They're trying to serve themselves. They're mm -hmm. self-serving, egotistical uh, uh, narcissists. That's what they are. These people are narcissists, and well, they're a cancer to our government. I'll say this. This will be the last thing, but... You know, I think we're giving Beto a little bit more credit than he deserves because, well, maybe a little more press than he deserves because, what, is he polling in, like, the sub-8% right now? I mean, he's, like, under 10%. I don't think if you're polling under 10% that you have any chance of getting on the dang oh, ticket. Well, don't, don't, even, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started when it comes to polling data. Oh, they're only going to poll the people that... that that they know are going to toe their political oh, line. They're never going to so give you awful. the real data. They're 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 always going to mix and match which demographic they want to oh. go after. But anyway, guys, thanks for watching today's video. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we wanted to kind of discuss buybacks a little bit and and get on to a few different topics. But uh, buybacks are a terrible idea. Again, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed it. We really enjoyed doing gun gripes. And I uh, definitely want to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are amazing. Thank you for believing in what we do and donating to help these videos uh, along. Also, the folks who purchase uh, Man Cans, which is a monthly mystery box that we sell. Uh, you guys are amazing. Thank you for supporting our channel and for helping us out. Those of you who purchase t-shirts and merchandise over on the website, go to uh, iraqveteran8888.com. Man Cans, t-shirts, and everything are all available on the website. All the funds we earn off of those uh, purchases go right back to supporting the channel. So if you see value in what we do and you enjoy what we do and you'd love to directly support us, those are the most direct ways that you can support our channel. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Many more videos on the way. Uh, a lot on the way. See you guys. <laughs> Have a good one.